It's been more than 30 years since reggae icon Bob Marley died. The passage of time hasn't diminished his appeal, and there's still room for another documentary on Marley's life. Unlike earlier films and biographies, though, this one was authorized by Marley's family. BBC arts correspondent Rebecca Jones has more. His songs still sell in their thousands. His image adorns T-shirts and posters around the world. Get up, stand up. Stand up for your right. His Facebook page has nearly 40 million fans. A testament to the enduring fascination with the music and message of Bob Marley. Don't give up the fight. Now, for the first time, Bob Marley's family has authorised a documentary about the singer's life, legacy and global impact. His daughter, Sadella, explains why. I've never really watched any documentary to do with my dad, just because it's never really been dad telling his own experience. It was always somebody else. Do you feel you understand your father better now? We have gained something from this documentary. We, as the children of Bob Marley, learned something else about our father that we didn't know before. Like, I didn't know Daddy had a stroke. Wow, you know, how, how is this kept from us for 30 years? Marley's have been working with is the Oscar-winning director, Kevin MacDonald. The reason that I wanted to make the film was because I don't think there's been anything good ever done about him. There's been many books written about him, there's been films made about him before. You watch them and you feel like, I don't really know this man, who is this person? What did you discover about Bob Marley that we didn't know before? In particular, I think the psychological motivation of Marley, the motivation he had from being mixed race, from feeling that like he didn't belong... His father was a white man who masqueraded as a military captain. He was 65, the father, when he got Bob's mother pregnant, 16 or 17. He was a simple village girl from the highlands of Jamaica. And in his village, he was mocked and teased and beaten up for being mixed race. So his mother had to get him away from that and took him to Kingston. And that's where he started really making music in earnest, in Trenchtown. And also, at one particular stage in his life, he needed some money because he was trying to start a record label and he went to see his white family, his father's family, who had a big construction firm, and they supposedly threw him out of the office. And Bob then transformed that experience into a song. The stone that the builder refused. stone that the builder refused. The lyric is taken from the Bible or something like that. The stone that the builder refused has become the key cornerstone. The stone that the builder That becomes symbolic in my film of the transition that Bob makes from taking his own personal experience of exclusion and transforming that into beautiful music and music which is aimed at people like himself who have been through tough times and saying to them basically, things are going to get better. Old pirates, yes, they rabbi, sold I to the merchant ships. Why do you think Bob Marley had the impact that he did, but also continues to have the influence he does? 
Bob's impact, particularly in the developing world, is to do with overcoming poverty, overcoming oppression. And even in the Arab Spring, there's a little bit at the end of the film we see Tunisia, the square in Sidibouzi, which is the little town where the fruit seller, I think he was, who set a fire to himself, which set the whole Arab Spring off. In that square, on the wall, somebody has graffitied, get up, stand up, stand up for your rights. That is kind of extraordinary. You don't get that with the Beatles or the Rolling Stones, do you? All I ever had Redemption songs These songs of freedom Songs of freedom The documentary Marley will be in U.S. release on April 20th. This is PRI.